episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Classic Pickup Supplies, your number one Ford and Chev pickup parts supplier. Mention Classic Truck for a 10% discount off your first order. Classic Pickup Supplies, located in Coolum Beach, Queensland. Call 07 5446 2667. Or visit their website, www.classicpickupsupplies.com.au. Classic Pickup Supplies, dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the pickup. Episode 52. This week I catch up with Matt Hobbs. He's quite involved with the F-Series Roundup that's being hosted over Queen's Birthday Weekend down here in Albury. Matt's got a really nice 1990F150, and so we have a bit of a chat about his truck and then get on to talking about the F-Series Roundup, which is happening down here in a couple of weeks' time. Since recording this interview, obviously Victoria has uh, gone into a snap seven-day lockdown, so things are a little bit on edge, I guess, and I'm not 100% sure if the Roundup will go ahead. Depends on whether the seven days is enough time and they, they close it down after that or whether we get stuck for a while, so... I would suggest that if you you know you have a listen to the episode and you're interested in coming along, uh, keep an eye on the Facebook uh, page, the F Series Roundup 2021 Facebook page, and uh, they'll be updating information there. Also, I uh, had some issues with this recording. I got a bit of a issue with my software and, and ended up getting a backup um, version of the recording. So the audio is not 100% quality that we sometimes like to have here, but. It's still quite good and quite listenable. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this. I think it's a, a great show, and if you can't make it this year, it's definitely something to think about um, penciling in for next year. If you're a F-Series or a Bronco owner, uh, I think it'd be a great time. So I'll be heading along and, you know, and hopefully see a few of you guys there too. Matt, thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. I, you know, reached out to you because obviously you guys have got a big event coming up um, down my way and, I wanted to have a chat about it, but let's let's just start with yourself. I mean, you got a you got a truck. You're a truck guy. So, what what's your background? What was your early influences? And you know, what what do you remember as a young as a young bloke got you interested in in vehicles and that sort of thing? Well, I also I sort of I don't have a particular like I, I you know I'd like to say I was a hold man or I was a Ford man, but really I I sort of particular cars take my interest you know my first car was a hq one tonner and i thought it was the ants pants you know but you look at it now and it's a belmont ute <laughs> you know it didn't have air gone or anything yeah. so i sort of i always liked the hq monaros and i sort of chopped and changed with what i wanted and what i liked i sort of got into four-wheel drives for a little while and then got out of them again and so i i had a a whole whole range of likes and dislikes as far as cars went. But my family wasn't a hot rod family. My old man was in the fire brigade. So I didn't have the workshop background or anything when I grew up. So I was sort of hanging around with mates and following guys around that had nice cars and that's sort of how I stayed in touch with it basically. Yeah, and, and when did you get your first sort of, you know, like a, 
was your is this f truck that you've got now was, was that your first sort of what we call an american yeah, pickup or did you my, have a couple before no nah, that was my first one i worked for a guy in jindabyne many years ago and he had a an f100 a short base f100 and i mean i loved it you know everywhere we went in the f truck i just wanted to go in the f truck you know that's sort of where i really got the passion for the f trucks but um i got into interstate driving trucks interstate so that basically ended any kind of a normal life for me so i got out of it about six years ago and the f truck was my make-up time for all the time i missed on the road you know and that's sort of where it started for me really so the one i've got now is the first f truck i've ever owned yeah so tell tell us a bit about that it it's a 1990 is, is it an f100 f-150 f-150 they sort of changed yep. yeah 89 i think they stopped making the 100s and they became they they made it and it went 150 250. so mine's mine's the 1990 f-150 four-wheel drive it's all original the motors all the numbers are all original but i saw it on ebay and it was down in one taggy and it was I saw it, I only had a couple of pictures on it, so I bought it basically sight unseen and got it picked up on a truck and brought it to Sydney. So it was a little bit nerve-wracking. You know, I got it at a good price, but you just don't know what you're getting, but it turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Yeah, and that, that was a running, driving truck. Did you have to do much to it sort of to get it road No, it was, it was a cab chassis, no rego. It was on gas. It wouldn't run on petrol. and um so the first issue with the gas was it ran out of gas in the yard where i was working so i had to put it on tilt tray and take it to the service station to put fuel in it so when it got back the gas came out <laughs> that was the end of the gas for me and um originally i was just gonna do it on the cheap and basically what i call a redneck truck just leave it as it was and put a big set of wheels on it and go with that but I started hunting around for a tray and I met a guy down in Wollongong who had a tray for it and it was white. And I went down there and he had a, he's got a same model truck as mine, but two wheel drive and his partner also had one the same as mine. So I bought the tray of him and bought The guy I was working for knew someone who rebuilding smash repairs. Anyway, I went to see him to get a quote on the tray and he sort of said to me, oh, look, you know, why don't you paint the whole car? And I sort of never even considered it because of the money. Anyway, he did the whole car and repainted it all for me, so it turned into what it is now. So it basically went from there. So what I was going to start out with turned into, you know, I pumped 30 grand, into it in, in, 30 grand into it in the end, and that's sort of how I wound up where I am now. Yeah, money well spent, really. I mean, what... Did the engine need rebuilt, or, or that's always run no, pretty well I, for you? I was lucky with that. The engine, the diff, the gearbox, everything's it's got 400,000 Ks on it. It's still going like a song, really. Hasn't missed a beat. It's been to Melbourne a few times and Ballarat. And, um, basically, it's a daily driver and just got really lucky. <laughs> I've changed the yeah, – took the yeah. AFI out of it, put it back to Carburetor. Because they had the, the AFI system they came out with was at best average. And I couldn't find anyone around who knew anything about it or who wanted to work on it. 
and it's a closed computer basically so everyone just sort of basically said oh mate we don't do it so that ended up in a wheelbarrow and changed her over to carby and it's been the best thing i ever did mm. and you know i'll be the first one to say my knowledge on on the you know it's it's a 1990 model so it's 31 years old it's it's far from being modern but it's a lot more modern than than the trucks that I normally play with. But you know, what is that? Is that a three fifty one in there, or, or or what did they come yeah. out with? Three fifty one Windsor. Yeah. And it's all. Yeah. I don't good, know good a lot motor. about. Yeah, I. The beauty of it is you can get parts for it. Easy. That was the 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 big thing I found with the Windsor is you can just go down and buy anything you want. Whereas the Clevelands yeah. were a bit harder, they still make in America. They still make all the Windsor stuff. Yeah, they um Holly, Holly have got a they've got a fuel injection system. Holly's fuel injection system, the the newer stuff they've got, the Sniper, I think is a pretty good setup if you ever looking to go back to the you know injection yeah. setup. Yeah, I sort of think I probably should have gone that way rather than going back to Carburetor. But um, I spoke to a guy, an old guy. And I don't know how true it is, but he told me that Holly was basically built for the Ford engines and Edelbrock was basically built for the Holden engines. I'm not sure how true that is, but... Yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah, I'm I'm not a mechanics asshole either, to be honest, so I don't really know. Those trucks built here in Australia is a right-hand drive F-150. Was that 100% built here or, or were they still bringing certain parts in from overseas and building them? As far as I know from what I've, in the time I've been involved with it, some of them came out built as right-hand drives and a lot of them were converted. And the ones that were converted are the ones that had the problem with the rust in the firewalls and and cracking the chassis because box is, because normally the steering box, the chassis is hardened on the left-hand side. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, they're a um, they're just such a popular workhorse. You know, you you see them out on the road. You know, there's painters and there's builders and guys towing trailers. And you know, it seems like there's this whole oh, you can buy a Dodge Ram now and tow something. I mean, the F truck's been doing that duty in Australia for the last fifty, sixty years, and and they're just a proven workhorse, aren't they? Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing I found with them. Every single one of them has a story. You know, it doesn't matter whether, like you say, it's the builder or the weekender or the guy towing his speedboat. Every single bloke you talk to has got a story about their truck. And that was one of the things you don't get with, with the other more common cars. You know, you everyone you speak to with a truck has got a, you know, you can spend half an hour talking to how they come about that particular truck. That was one thing that really amazed me with them, you know, that each one of them is completely individual. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, that's cool, mate. It's um, it's a good looking truck, definitely. Um, you know, I I think you did the right thing by painting it all one color. I think, you know, that it's a bit of an expense putting a paint job on, and and people that listen to this podcast a lot know that I rant on about uh, patina quite a bit. But if you if you don't have that sort of patina or you don't have all the matching stuff, you know, I, I love a good paint job. I'm, you know, I really think that. The mismatch panels and the different coloured tub to the the cab. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a shortcut. And I know a lot of guys do it short term before they do it before they paint it, like what you did basically. But 
no, it's it's a really nice looking truck. I think you've done a great job. Yeah, I I sort of I'm not a big fan of badges. You know, I don't mind a badge on the front and the back, but I don't like all the badges on the side and all the crap they stick all over the cars. And it's that's something that you don't really notice at first, but it makes it stand out. Like the whole paint job stands out more because there's no badges. And I really think a lot of people sort of comment on it. And then when you tell them there's no badges, they sort of go, oh, yeah. You know, it makes a big difference. That was one of the things I really noticed with the paint job is not having any badges or any interference in the actual paint job itself. And they're such a big car, there's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, it cleans it up nice. It's it's great. So, you know, the reason I got hold of you, Matt, in the first place, I, I was in Wodonga getting my motorbike roadworthy and there was a poster on the uh, the window of the mechanics and it was for the, uh, the F100 or the F-Series roundup that uh, you're quite involved with. And, yeah, so I thought it'd be good to have a chat to you. So tell us a, a little bit more about the um, the roundup and, and how it came about and how you got involved, and, and then we'll work on into what's happening in the next few weeks. Right, yeah. Well, originally the first roundup, a guy by the name of Scotty Pohl, who lives in Golgong, New South Wales, they have a swap meet up there every year, and he decided to do a roundup and that's where the name came from. It was his idea. Anyway, so he put it out on Facebook and we all, me and the guy bought the tray off and his partner and a few other people, we all wandered up there and to the first one and it actually turned out to be a really good weekend. So that's basically how it started. It was just tied on to a, to a swap meet and the guy with a bit of an interest and basically that's how it started. Yeah, so that was in 2015, right? 2015, yep. So he held it the following year in the same place, but basically got no attendance. And he he actually put a bit of money to, into it, bought hats and shirts, and but nobody sort of followed on with it. So it, I thought it had died. And then another guy picked it up, um, Paul Hendricks picked it up, and he held it in... in Berrima, New South Wales, and that was basically the third year that had been running. And so we sort of went up to Berrima and basically I got voted to hold the, the following one the following year. And as we were talking about earlier, you know, I found when I got there, it was it was awesome to see. I mean, one guy came from Airlie Beach. You know, they people travelled quite a long way to be there. I sort of felt it was really disjointed. It wasn't, it was sort of, it was good to get everyone together, but we weren't, I don't know how to explain it. We we were sort of, I said sort of, it was just disjointed. People would just park the car out the front and then went and did their own thing. And I was sort of looking and thinking, I want to make it, I want to make it special. I want it to be, I want people to go there to feel like they're part of the show. And so when that's sort of how it, I end up turning it into what it is now. Um, but I particularly, and the thing with the F-trucks is, I mean, there's a lot of people who spend a lot of money and have got some absolutely mint-looking trucks, but there's a lot of people, like we were saying before, the builder and the guy who just got off his grandfather and it's his weekender. And I wanted something for those kind of people to go to because a lot of car shows, tend to be the high-end market and 
you know, the, the ordinary everyday people don't get to be a part of it. So I really tried to steer it away from a car show into more of a, for want of a better word, a family event. And that's sort of how I've been trying to steer it. Yeah, it is. It, you know, and that's, that's what I think the whole culture is about, isn't it? It's, you know, it's, it's not just a bunch of blokes standing around drinking beer. Obviously, you know, there's, there's wives and, and kids and, and, and bringing your kids up to appreciate classic vehicles is something that I, you know, I think is a really important thing for our future. So the more you can get younger people involved and, and hanging around that sort of crowd, I think, you know, it's, it's good for the future of the, of the hobby. Yeah. And it's like, I, like I said, it's, I wanted to stay away from the, I didn't want it to become a summer nats or, you know, a show and shine. I wanted it to be for the everyday car for the, you know, and the, the, in Canberra, I sort of, when it came to my turn to run it, I sort of thought about it and I spoke to a T-shirt company called Copperhead Screen Printing and sat down with him and he was actually really good. He spent a lot of time with me and we came up with a, I found a logo on the internet and he helped me get the approval to use it. So I got proper permission to use it on the shirts. A guy in America did the design. And um, so he was really good and I talked to, and I'd never organised a car event in my life, never done anything like it, you know. And so the, the T-shirts was the first thing. And in Canberra, we've got a pretty unique place called the Eagle Hawk. And it's a hotel with a pub in the middle and a caravan park on the other side. So you can basically accommodate nearly everybody and every budget. And I went and approached them and they were they were really good. They, they gave me a, a conference room to have dinner in, basically on the house. So, and that's what I meant about getting everyone together. I had the shirts, I had the group dinner, and I had a, a route planned out, and um, it really made it uh, sort of got everyone involved. So everyone that, that was there, you know, everyone had the same shirts on, and it really grew into a so lots of people met lots of people, and everyone was talking and. It wasn't a car show like where you park the cars and everyone wanders off and does their own thing. We were all together and we went on a big drive together and it really made it. And I, we had 57 vehicles there and um, and I spoke to West Coast down in Geelong, who West Coast F100, who do all the parts and that, and asked them about sponsoring the event. And they were excellent. They came all the way for, from Geelong. You know, they brought a heap of giveaway stuff. And just really backed me a hundred percent, and the, the the whole weekend went off. Um, I still remember driving down the road with my old man in the car, and I was I was panicking because I had all these sponsors, and I had the dinner booked, and I still had no idea how many people were actually going to turn up. And we come around the corner, and there was just f trucks lined up as far as you could see, and I'll I'll never forget that day. It was awesome. Yeah, well, like I mentioned to you, I, I'm just about to, I guess, host my my first real car event. I, I kind of run our local cars and coffee, but I mean that's not hard. You just get a guy to make some coffee and people turn up and park up. But yeah, it's a bit more involved when you, you got a venue and you got public liability insurance and you got risk management plans and all sorts of crap you got to do. So, I feel your pain. So, 
Yeah, 2019, you were in Ballarat. Was that the, the next year after you were in Canberra? Uh, yeah, yeah, because 2015, yeah, 17. Yeah, 2018, yeah, 2019 was Ballarat. Yeah, that was the following year. Um, so all the sponsors were in place and, you know, basically we we voted to have it in Ballarat and, and I sort of stepped back and let the people in Ballarat organise it and run it. And it went off. We had lots. I mean, we had 87, I think it was 87 F trucks there. The cruise through Ballarat was just something to be seen. You couldn't see the start or the end of the line of F trucks. It was just amazing. And, I mean, Broncos, F trucks, and we had things from, you know, 1954 models right up to late model ones, four-wheel drives, two-wheel drives. I mean, some had... You know, the one guy had one done out like a woody with the with the camper on the back and everything, surfboard on the top, the whole lot. You know, they're just just an amazing bunch of vehicles and something with them. You know, like you know how you you got your dash panel. You know, it it must be at least six or seven different types of wood grain dashes in them, and the different plastic mouldings. There's no two trucks that are the same. It's even out of 87, you know, the difference in the range, like I was saying, each car is an individual car. It's quite amazing how much they vary. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. So so last year, obviously, you know, it didn't happen. COVID just screwed everything in the world, yeah. really. And um, and and this year, this year we're down in, uh, in Aubrey at the Hume Weir, so... Uh, it's at the Lake Hume Resort. It's from the 11th to the 14th of June, which is the Queen's birthday long weekend. Um, tell us a bit about this upcoming event. I know, I know that you're probably not directly running it, but um, you know what? What can you tell guys who are maybe down in down close who might go, "Oh, bugger it! I'm I'm going to get some tickets and come along." What What's the story? Well, basically, it's you just um, we're meeting at the resort, so people are going to start rocking up from Friday night. Um, I'll be down there Friday Friday afternoon. There's probably a few of us are going to head down from north of Aubrey in a convoy together. Um, there's people coming from Adelaide. None of the Tassie cars are coming this year, unfortunately. Um, so basically Saturday morning it will kick off about 9 o'clock. We'll get everyone together and have a bit of a, a briefing on what's going on. And after that we're going to go for a drive. We've got a bit of a route planned out, so it'll be sort of half a day drive. We're going to go for lunch somewhere. And the guy down there, Dazza, who's basically organised it on my behalf, has got a bit of a thing planned. So then Saturday afternoon we'll be back at at the resort and all the trucks will be parked up. There's a big car park down below the resort apparently. I've never actually been there, so I'm only going what I'm told, but that's where all the trucks will be parked up there all afternoon. And basically anyone who wants to come and have a look can wander down and um there is a there is a website uh, uh, sorry a Facebook page called F Truck Roundup twenty twenty one and all the information's on there. Um the route plan and everything else. So basically if you want to check them out you can wander down and have a look. There's no money or anything involved. Yeah, and if, if guys are listening and you know they they've got a Ford, uh, they want to come along. You know, it's, it's a case of if you're from out of town, you, you sort of try and book a spot at one of the caravan parks there or 
you know, just turn up and, and get involved? There's no tickets, there's nothing like that no, going on? No, I've stayed, I've stayed away from getting that formal with it because then your liability and everything comes into play. Um, we're not a club. It's just a bunch of people that with a similar interest happen to be in the same place at the same time, basically. So if, you, if you've got an F truck and you want to come down, it's just rock up with the truck or if you see us driving past, jump on the end of the line, whatever you want. It's it's open to anyone, any F truck, Bronco, any model. Um, basically just turn up 9 o'clock Monday morning and you'll get a debriefing on what we're going to do and what the plans are and you can tag along, drop off halfway and then Saturday night we've got a big group dinner and um, West Coast have got something planned. I don't know yet what that is. It's a bit of a secret. But I'm sure they have lots of goodies that come along with them and they've got some pretty amazing trucks coming down. So in Canberra they had a big auction and auctioned all the bad windows and door trims and headlights around and a ute load of stuff they auctioned off and people who got the stuff got it really cheap. <laughs> um, they're really good. So they've got – they're not telling me what they got planned, but they've, they've got something planned for the dinner on Saturday night. So we normally – all go and have dinner together and, you know, everyone has a bit of a laugh and you can walk around and, you know, meet everyone and, and that's the whole idea of it. I want it to be like that. I don't want it – I don't want it to be a hot rod show. I want it to be a, a family thing, you know. So there's lots of mum and dads and kids going to be there and so basically we all have a dinner Saturday night and whatever West Coast have got planned after dinner will happen on Saturday night and then Sunday – we sort of um, see how many people are there and, you know, get a bit of an idea on what people want to do and we take it from there, basically. So even if you if you can't make it Saturday and you're free Sunday and you want to come down, we'll be definitely going for a drive, um, go somewhere for lunch or something like that. No, that's that's awesome, Matt. I, I'm going to make – I'm going to try and make it. I um... – I've actually got a, a 48 F1 um, Ford yep. pickup, but it's currently currently bobbing away on the sea somewhere, probably just off of Melbourne on its way into port. So I certainly won't be driving that um, to the show. But you know, I I love I love the early ones. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a sort of 47 through to about. 1960 is the era of trucks that I love. I don't. I don't really care either whether it's a Ford or a Chev or a Dodge. I, I think they all look, they all look really cool through that era. But um, yeah, definitely going to come along and you know and have a good look at at what's around. It's awesome to see um a big brunt, big bunch of enthusiasts getting together. Well, I'm sure there'll be a seat if you want to come down and come for a cruise. There'll be there'll certainly be some room. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and talk. Um, actually, I think Daz's planned route comes through. Mount Beauty, which is the town that I live in, and, and we've got a little brewery here in town that's um, the owner's got a '64 F100. So I'm hoping that uh, that he's out and about with it, and we might we might take that for a ride if we're lucky. There we go. And then, what's the plan for next year? Do you do you currently have a location worked out for next year that guys can start planning for if they can't make no, it? No, I'm, I'm I'm sort of I'm, I haven't really come up with an idea. I was thinking about maybe here in Cooma. But if not, I'd like to go to Geelong. That's West Coast's hometown. And because they've, they've been so good, you know, it would be nice to 
to um, hold it down there, but they sort of really don't care where I hold it. <laughs> they just want to come anyway. So the hardest part is is keeping it interesting and keeping, um, you know, like finding a place that's central to a lot of people not doing the same place over and over again. I think that's the difference with this thing is because it changes every year and it's in a different place every year, it keeps it alive rather than just going to the same old thing every year. I think the fact that it moves around is actually a bonus for it. So, yeah, I haven't I haven't come up with an exact plan for next year yet. That'd be cool. I, I think Geelong would be really cool. I mean, you could just do a whole drive along the Great Ocean Road, you know, it'd be – It'd be beautiful down there. Yeah, well, I've never done it, so that was sort of something I was thinking about. But, um, yeah, the problem is it's, it's at the complete opposite end for everyone up north. And that that's the hardest part is finding somewhere. I think that's where Ballarat really hit home because it was close. It was sort of very central to a lot of places. And Melbourne actually has a great uh, – a lot of F trucks in Melbourne. I don't know why, but they seem to have more than any other state. But the numbers, the numbers of people really make it. Yeah, the number of people that go make the event more than the event itself. It's the people that go to it that really make it. Yeah, and you, you get a chance to meet people and start networking a bit more, don't you? Like, especially if you, you know, if, if you're uh, if you're a real enthusiast, you, you've got more than one truck. Normally, you've got you've always got one on the back burner that you're building. So it's good to meet guys who might have spare parts or, you know, help you with your build, it's always a good thing. Yeah, you get a lot of ideas too, people, things that people have done. And, um, yeah, you know, little bloke put a post up the other day and he had a chassis sitting there and he was talking about his um, suspension and, you know, adjusting the ball joints because they've got a, uh, the suspension on the fronts. Um I don't know exactly what live axle sort of set up. So the more you press it down, the more the wheels camber in. And he was setting up his camber, and, and I had the same problem with mine. I put a two-inch lift kit in it, and the wheels were sticking out about three inches at the top when I lifted up, you know, and so that was something I had trouble with. And this guy was sort of setting up his steering yeah. geometry, and I sort of said to him, you know, as soon as you put a motor and everything in there, it's all going to change again. So that's probably the last thing you want to do before – you know, get all the weight in it, get get it sitting where it would will sit and then set your geometry. And that was something that I found, you know, so you get to meet a lot of people that had that have had different problems. Um, another thing with the F-Trucks is they've got the the fuel injection runs really high pressure and they've got that high pressure fuel lines in them and you can't cut it and join it. And So, you know, that was quite – they're getting really hard to get and, you know, People have done, oh, like, I had to muck around with mine. I got an old pump and put welded barb fittings on so I could fit rubber hose and that kind of thing to get it all working. So, yeah, that's a, that's one of the big, big sides of it. You get to walk around and talk to people and see what they've done and how they came around, different problems and things. West Coast have been really good. I mean, Gary's just, Paul and Gary are just walking in encyclopedias when it comes to F-trucks. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. People that really know, like, you see so many guys asking questions on Facebook and you just see all these armchair answers. And I think if you're at a show and a guy's got a truck and you open the hood and you go, all right, so you've done that, you know, how'd you do it? And actually talking to people that have really done it, 
is a, is a big benefit. Oh, absolutely. I love the question you get on Facebook pages like, how do I make my F truck more fuel efficient? I love that one. <laughs> I mean, they're a Bessa block on wheels. What do you expect? <laughs> Don't yeah, buy one. Get a Prius. I had a guy a couple of days ago, I was at a survey filling mine yeah. up, and I've got twin tanks, two 70 litre tanks, or a 60 and a 70. And he came over and he said, Oh, what's it like on fuel? And I said, Mate, it loves this shit. And he sort of looked at me and said, Oh, I could never afford to run one of these and walked away. <laughs> yep. He walked away and pulled a cigarette out of his pocket, and I just went, Well, <laughs> you know, it costs more to do that than it does to run the F truck. Yeah, no, it's uh, everyone, everyone's got their own idea of. You know what's what's worth spending their money oh. on daily. Yeah, smoke. I I can't understand cigarette smoking, but I I, I used to smoke. I got to admit, I'm not a complete saint. But it was a long time ago, and they were a hell of a lot cheaper back then. I see you walk. You hear someone when you're at Woolworth buy a packet of smokes, and you're like, they goes a whole house payment. <laughs> I smoked in high school. I. I quit when they got to five bucks a pack. I was like, I've had enough of that. Uh, they were level when I stopped. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, Matt. All right, mate. Well, look, I really appreciate you, you know, having a chat to us and a bit of a background on, you know, the F-Series Roundup. I, I think it's a perfect perfect sort of way to say it. it's not a truck show. It, you know, it's just a, a group of vehicles and vehicle owners getting together and, and sort of sharing a passion, which, you know, I think realistically that's what it's all about. There's, no one needs to win first prize. You just need to turn up, um, you know, enjoy talking to other enthusiasts and, and enjoy each other's views. Yeah, that was the, the big thing, you know, I, I, and I want people to understand it's it's for everybody who's got an F-Truck. It doesn't matter, like you say, if it's a patina or if it's a show car, all, every F-Truck has a story and there's so many guys out there that have got their grandfather's truck. I mean, that's awesome. You know, there's a lot of guys are in that situation. Um, we had a guy come down the camera. I mean, he had a fully blown big F truck. He drags it and does everything, you know, and it was just amazing. And, I mean, he got into it. It was his old man's truck. And he's done it all up. And there's so many guys that have got their father's trucks or their grandfather's trucks. There's a, another couple that came and... um. The guy's wife bought him a Bronco because he loved them, you know, and she did it all on, on the quiet and, you know, he came home to find a Bronco sitting in the yard that she bought for him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, awesome, Matt. And um really hope that, you know, some of our listeners, I I know there's definitely quite a lot of F trucks in the Aubrey Wodonga area and you know, and it as you broaden out, you know, within a few hours, you know, I see them out on the road all the time. So Hopefully, uh, a lot of those guys are listening, and if, if they weren't aware of it, um, you know, hopefully they know now. And and if you're listening and you you've got a mate with an F series, you know, truck or Bronco, just let them know about the show. And you know, even if you like Matt said, even if you just pop down for a few hours and and check it all out, you know, just shake some hands and get to know some people, would be great. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Like, I appreciate your time, and um, I'll get some photos of your truck, and and you know, we'll we'll post it all up and. And uh, I'm assuming there'd be a brochure somewhere that we can grab and, and put up. Um, I think Daz has got all that under control. Like I haven't been down there, so he's the guy to see with all that. Um, he's I didn't worry about any posters up here this year. I haven't really had time but because of the COVID and we were a bit rushed to to get it happening this year. I normally hold it at Easter time, but 
yeah, we just because of COVID, everything just got this. It sort of this one got really rushed, which made it a bit harder. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. All right, mate. Well, um, yeah, thanks a lot. And you know, if guys want to check it out a bit more, uh, the Facebook page is F Series Roundup 2021. They can get on there and get some more details, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, you get a hundred trucks. Yeah, down that there. would be, be pretty awesome. good. That would be awesome. Thank you very much for having me on the show. That's much appreciated. Every little bit helps. Yeah, no worries, and um, and I'll definitely be there. So I'll I'll come find your truck and. Um, right, yeah, like I said, you're welcome to come in for a ride if you want. Or well, there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty. There's a lot, lot of empty seats. So. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thank you very much. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes, or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day, even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket. You'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.